On today's Dingy Corners, we are talking about value buys and areas of the market where you can still find good value. everyone to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I am your host, Nate, and today we are going to be covering value buys. So you're probably sitting there and you're saying, ah, I didn't invest in Wander Franco, or ah, I didn't invest in Fernando Tatis, or ah, I didn't invest in Juan Soto. And you're going to feel like you missed the boat because you could have invested in Fernando Tatis PSA 10 rookies at $30 and now they're $300, you know? And um, it's hard to kind of come back from that because you're like, who, you know, it's hard to find the next guy, right? It's hard to be like, man, I really missed out on that guy. Okay, move on to the next one. You just kind of stay stuck on the guy you missed instead of moving on. So today, I'm going to share with you a couple of things that I look at. They're not always going to be perfect. Um, they're not always going to work. But some things that I look at when I'm trying to find value buys. So you know, you missed out on Fernando Tatis. Well, who's the next guy? Um, or, you know, not even that high. Maybe you missed out on Pete Alonzo's rookie year. Well, who's the next Pete Alonzo? Who's the next guy to hit 50 home runs or 45 home runs? Um, and so there's going to be a lot of talk about, you know, Bowman prospects in here and also um, some pitchers and then also a few rookie cards even. And so we got value buys. And so undervalued hitters is number one. So you're looking at guys like Fernando Tatis insane value but he's a shortstop so it's expected Bo Bichette really good value but he's a shortstop so it's expected you know these two guys right here you see Eloy Jimenez and Jordan Alvarez obviously not shortstops probably DH is long term even though they're in the outfield right now but that being said their bats are incredible and we're not going to dive too deep into stats right now we're going to try to keep this video pretty short today but Eloy hit 296 with a 332 on base and a 559 slugging last year with 14 home runs in 2020. Now, Eloy had a bit of a, a high batting average on balls in play, so these numbers are expected to probably come down a little bit. But he's also 24, going to be 24 now, and you could expect that bat to keep progressing a little bit every year until he gets to his prime. And so, you know, I'm fully expecting Eloy one of these next like two years to be a 40 home run hitter and probably lead the league AL in home runs. So when we're looking at his top series two PSA 10 price that you see on the screen here, one sold on March 24th for $65 shipped or $66 shipped. Pretty good price for a guy that could lead the league in home runs. Um, What his prices get to, you know, tough to say. Uh, as we don't really have an example of this, most of the guys we have examples of are, um, you know, either extremely, extremely good hitters like Juan Soto. Juan Soto is in a league of his own, uh, compared to like an Eloy Jimenez or a Yordan Alvarez, or we have a guys like Fernando Tatis, Mike Trout, you know, Ronald Acuna, who are good all around. Eloy and Yordan are not good all around, they are strictly hitters. And they're not quite, they're not the level of Juan Soto. So they're not going to get to $300 anytime soon. But I could see Eloy, if he leads the league in home runs, getting to $120, you know, maybe $150 if everything works out really well. And so that's the type of hitter we have. And that's the type of value that could be had here 
no guarantees. And then we move on to Jordan Alvarez, and he hit 312 average, 410 on base, 654 slugging with 28 home runs in 89 career games. Now, you remember he played 87 his rookie year, won the rookie of the year um, with only 87 games played, which is insane, and then only played two games last year before he got injured and was out for this season. Now, he's come back, and he hasn't been hitting very well in spring training, but it's only a seven-game sample size, and he came back way later than everyone else. Um, I expect him to take a little bit to get going, but once he gets going, I expect Jordan Alvarez to be one of the best hitters in the league. And $50, $60 on the PSA 10 on March 24th, $60 for a top series one PSA 10. Feels like that's a little bit low to me. You know, same with Eloy. Does everything well. Why can't it be a $120 card? You know, why can't it double? And so you're looking at guys here, 60 bucks. Yeah, it's expensive, but if you've got 60 bucks and you don't have, you know, $300, put it into one of these guys. Wait for them to hit the cover off the ball and then sell for 120 and you can put it into something else. Um, so a couple undervalued hitters there. And you can go down the list and find, you know, other guys. I'm not specifically saying go out and buy these guys. A lot of these guys, I have, number one, I have some of these cards at PSA currently. I'll probably get them back in 2022, even though I sent them in in 2020. Um, but that being said, keep everything above board. I do have some of these cards and uh, I sent them in because I love them, you know? So you don't have to go with just these guys. Try to find those bats that are somewhat undervalued that you think can play that isn't, you know, a Fernando Tatis or isn't a uh, Juan Soto type of guy. You can always find the next guy. Next on the list is undervalued prospects. So you'll notice here I've got Geraldo Perdomo and Bryce Terang. Uh, Geraldo Perdomo is a shortstop for the Diamondbacks, and Bryce Terang is a shortstop for the Brewers, and they're both top 100 prospects, but back-end top 100 prospects. Now, there's subtle differences about them, but they're kind of in the same vein. Geraldo Perdomo is 6'2", 185-pound shortstop. What that says to me is there is room to grow into his frame. Um, you'll notice down below, he's got Fangraphs gave him a 55 hit, a 55 speed, a 55 field, but a 45 power. Now, the reason I'm interested in him is because that 45 power has room to grow because he's 6'2", 185 pounds. What happens when he gets to 6'2", 205, right? Um, more muscle, better bat speed, more power, right? And then the most interesting thing about Geraldo Perdomo is that you're looking at 169 walks to 148 strikeouts in his career. Young guys just don't do that. You know, Wander Franco does that. Most young guys do not do that. That is insane, insane eye to have more walks than strikeouts, especially out of shortstop position um, like a Geraldo Perdomo. So on March 21st, $100 for a PSA 10. Feels like it's a gamble. It's a gamble because you don't know if his power ever comes. You don't know if he puts on weight and gains that power. But if he does, he has good hit tool, incredible eye, good fielding, good speed. You add at least average power onto that, and you're looking at a top 50 prospect, right? And so $100 here, you know, that might be up to $200 if, if he adds power this year. It's a risk. It's a risk. You never know if a guy's going to add weight, add power, but I would be willing to bet on a guy like this who has an amazing eye and who has a frame that can fill out with other tools that are all above average. Every tool he has, except for his power, is above average. So you add that all together, I'm willing to bet on the power coming. And then on the other side, you got Bryce Terang. 
Now he's six foot, 175 pounds. So there isn't a huge frame to grow into here, but it has been reported that he did add on weight and has was hitting for more power and was the most impressive hitter in Brewers uh, summer camp last year. Take that with a grain of salt. Mostly that is um, Brewers team writers reporting that and stuff. So, you know, they might just be pushing an agenda. I don't know. That being said, I'm willing to bet on that, on the fact that he does have power because you look down here, 40 hit, 40 power, 55 speed, 60 field, and 55 arm from Fangraphs. Now, I think the 40 hit is a little bit low. Uh, I don't know if it's as high as MLB Pipeline gave him a 60 hit this year. Fangraphs is giving him a 40 last year. We'll see what it updates to this year. Uh, they haven't updated Bryce Terang's, um profile yet on Fangraphs. That being said, I think 40 is too low. I think it should be at least a 50, probably a 50. Um, 40 power, that also might be low. If the reports are to be believed, you know, he could have a 45 power right now. He could have a 50, 50 power right now. I don't know. Um, 55 speed, 60 field, 55 arm. That just goes to show you that he's sticking at shortstop in the majors. The Brewers, they got Luis Urias. We'll see if he sticks there long term. They have Orlando Arcia, but I don't think he's in the plans for very much longer. And so Bryce Terang is definitely the shortstop of the future. And if the Brewers have proven anything, it's that they have a very long leash if you can play defense at shortstop because they've been giving Orlando Arcia, who's run an anemic bat out there, uh, multiple years of starting the starting job at shortstop despite being terrible. And so you got a guy like Bryce Terang that can run out there for multiple years and give it his best shot. And maybe one of those years he pops off, but I'm expecting him to pop off now. And then you look down to the bottom and he had 114 walks to 135 strikeouts. It's not quite Geraldo Perdomo, 169 walks and 148 strikeouts, but it is incredibly, incredibly good. He has a great eye at the plate. I think his hit tool is a little bit better than they're giving him. I think his power is going to pop off a little bit. And, uh, you're looking at great defense, and so good speed, great defense, maybe a 280 hitter with 15, 20 home runs. Sounds like a top 50 prospect to me, potentially, and if that's a top 50 prospect, this $90 card could be, you know, $150. You might might not be making double, but it's decent, and so this is the type of guy I'm looking at. Good walk rates, frame to fill out, or rumors that he's already filled out and has that power with him uh, already. Um, and these are just two examples. There's a myriad of examples. They're all risky. They might not get that power, but having a good walk rate, having a good defense speed should keep you on the field long enough to be able to figure out if you're going to get power or not. And so Geraldo Perdomo and Bryce Terang are just two examples, two examples of guys that could pop off. And there are many more. And those are the type of guys that I think are undervalued and that you can find value in because $100, uh, Geraldo Perdomo base auto non-graded were like 40, Bryce Terang's like 20. Um, so you don't even have to get a graded card. You can go non-graded. Uh, full disclosure, Bryce Terang, Brewers prospect. I do have some autos of him. I am high on him, but that's mostly because he's a Brewers prospect and less of to do with, you know, being super good. All right, pitchers. Pitchers are always undervalued. Most of you watching this right now are saying, oh, I'd never invest in a pitcher. I would never invest in a pitcher. Well, I'm here to tell you that Aaron and I have made money on pitchers, and there is value there. Um, it's risky. One bad pitch, and you're out for a year. You know, tear your elbow, destroy your shoulder, and you're out for a career. Um, but 
the value is baked in because the prices are so cheap. Uh, you're looking at guys like a couple of years ago, um, guys like I bring up Josiah Gray all the time, but I'm going to bring up again, interesting pitching prospect, $3, $3. Now he's a $25 card, right? Um, we'll bring up Nate Pearson in a little bit, but there's always value to be had. So uh, when I'm looking at pitchers, I'm trying to find guys that have nasty stuff with less, less command that I think a good team can develop his command. So when we're looking at it, Aaron Ashby is a guy I bought a gold shimmer of for $30 um, a couple months ago because I wanted him because he's a bruised prospect and I'm high on him. Well, you're looking here, 55 fastball, 55 slider, 60 change or curveball, 50 change up, 40 command via fan graphs. Those are three above average pitches and an average pitch and terrible, terrible command. Now, Brewers' development is big here because if the Brewers can develop him like they have developed Zach Davies, like they have developed Corbin Burns, like they have developed Brandon Woodruff, like they developed Jimmy Nelson before he got injured, like, like they developed Josh Hader, right? Josh Hader wasn't a top 100 prospect before he came over to the Brewers. Um, like they developed Devin Williams. You know, the list keeps going. The Brewers' developmental system for pitching has been amazing. And they've got guys like Ethan Small and Antonio Kelly in the system, along with Aaron Ashby. And uh, if the Brewers can get him to get at least maybe average command, you're looking at a mid-rotation starter at least, if not better, with those pitches. And so Aaron Ashby for $25 or $30 for a green shimmer, and that's probably a little bit high. I think the prices have gone down a little bit. He was killing it in Brewers spring training. Pretty good gamble. I That's the type of guy that, you spend $20 on a green shimmer, and he does really, really well in double A this year, and prices go up to $40, $60 for a green shimmer. And, you know, it's not huge money, but if you don't have huge money, take your $20, turn it into $60 later. You didn't need the $20 anyways right now. Uh, what are you going to do? Spend it on Culver's, right? In and out. So uh, Aaron Ashby, one of those guys. And then Shane McClanahan um, for the Rays. 65 fastball, 60 curveball, 45 changeup, 40 command. Now, Shane McClanahan's a little bit iffier in that he only has two good pitchers right now. And if you have only two good pitches, you usually get relegated to the bullpen. Freddie Peralta, Brewers prospect, a uh, couple good pitches, fastball specifically, but didn't have that third pitch. Now he's working on the third pitch, and he's been starting in spring training. He's been killing it. And so Shane McClanahan's going to need to get that changeup up if he wants to be a starter. But with the Rays developmental system, um, I think he could at least get an average changeup, and if he can get to average command, he could be an absolute stud. And so you're looking here, $21 for a base auto on March 24th for him. 21 bucks, that's a pretty easy deal. Um, if he pops off, like a couple guys on the next slide pop off, there's huge value there. And again, these are only two guys, Aaron Ashby and... Uh, Shane McClanahan. There's multiple other guys that you could get. I talked about Antonio Kelly. He's another Brewers prospect that Brewers uh, scouts are extremely high on. And also uh, other scout, you know, outside of the Brewers organization are high on. There are tons of people are ranking him in the top five of the system. And, um, you know, he's the type of guy that could jump into a top 100 prospect list this year if everything goes right. And, you know, we're not even talking about him on here, right? And so there's plenty of guys. There's a number just in the Brewers system, but you could go to the race system. You could go to the Dodgers system. You know, there's plenty of guys that are going to be cheap that you can find um, and buy into cheap and just wait for them to pop off. 
and sell. Um, and I know a lot of people dodge pitchers, but if you're looking for value and prices have gone insane for a lot of guys in the minors, I mean, Garrett Mitchell came out and he's $225 base auto right now after a couple good weeks in spring training. Like, do you want to pay that? Probably not. You can move down the list towards $20 pitchers or cheaper and get good deals and make just as much as you'd make on a Garrett Mitchell. Um, you'll just have to do it like 10 times over, right? Now, pitchers that I have talked about in the past, some have worked out, some have not, right? And so for a guy that worked out, Nate Pearson is one of them. And I love Nate Pearson coming out of the draft. Uh, very interesting. 2018, 20, drafted in 2017, 2018, um, Prospect list for Fangraphs gave him a 70 fastball, 55 slider, 55 changeup, 45 command. Now, at the time, I was like, okay, this arsenal is incredible. Um, you're looking at Josh Hader, who's one of the top uh, relievers in the game, and 2019 top, top relievers in the game. I'm like, if you buy into Nate Pearson and he doesn't work out starting-wise, he should at least work out as a closer, and they were $15 a base auto at the time. Um, all the way down to $10 a base auto at the time. And uh, Josh Hader was like $15 a base auto. So there wasn't really much room for him to fall because at his lowest, he was going to be like one of the most dominant relievers in the league. Well, now you go to 2021 and it's a 70 fastball, 70 slider. So his slider has gone up a grade and a half, 55 changeup and 50 command. So his command has got to league average. And that is what you want to see out of these guys. They don't need 60 command with how nasty their stuff is. They just need decent command where they can throw strikes most of the time. Um, occasionally, they'll have a game where they lose it and walk like six guys. But who cares when you're striking out as many guys as Nate Pearson is going to be striking out. And so you're looking at $220 on March 19th for a base auto PSA 10. And that's the type of potential some of these guys have. Now, they don't have a 70 fastball like Nate Pearson does, but... You get up to a 60 fastball and you get a couple of those other pitches uh, to uh, be above average and, and decent command, and you're looking at Nate Pearson upside. Now, it's hard to do. It's hard to do, but there is potential there. And if I'm spending $20 on a guy and grading it for $25 or buying an already graded card for probably $50, solid, solid, solid value here. Um, if he can turn into even Nate Pearson light, why can't it get up to 100 right? And then a guy that hasn't really worked out. Oh, and then lastly, I was going to show at the bottom of the page. At the bottom of the page, you see a Nate Pearson 2017 Bowman Chrome Orange Refractor number to 25, uh, BGS 95. And you'll see on March 25th, 2018. So today is March 25th, 2021. Uh, three years ago today, a orange number to 25 BGS 95 sold for $260. March 19th, $220 for a base auto. That orange nowadays is a thousand plus easy. So that's the type of value we're talking about here. Huge, huge, huge value in guys like this if they can pop up off. And if they don't pop off and they don't make it to the majors, you're hoping they just do well in double A and you can make money there. Because if they do well in double A, your $20 investment becomes $40 and you can sell out before they even sniff the majors, right? Um, take value where you can get it. And maybe buy a couple, hold on to one, see if he becomes Nate Pearson, and take your money on the other ones. And then a guy that didn't really work out but has worked out, Shane Baz, uh, for the Rays, he was a pirate. You can see that on the card here. He was a pirate, but he got traded to the Rays in the Chris Archer deal, along with Tyler Glass now and uh, uh, Austin Meadows. 
2019 Fangraphs gave him a 60 fastball, 60 curveball, 50 changeup, 60 cutter, and 45 command. Uh, the 45 command obviously is a little bit better than, um, you know, Aaron Ashby and Shane McClanahan, but still not average. But everything else was great. And so he was another guy where I was like, hey, look, if he doesn't pan out as a starter, he could be a dominant reliever. Well, 2021, 70 fastball. Now that's a whole grade higher. 60 curveball, 40 change has dropped a grade, 60 cutter, but 40 command. So his command has gone backwards per fan graphs. Um, but his prices have gone up. On September 15th, 2019, a purple Bowman Chrome sold for $20. March 20th, 2021, a purple sold for $65. Now, he did not do well in 2019 in AA in, or in A-ball. He hasn't pitched outside of A-ball. He did not do well in A-ball. And yet his prices have gone up. And he didn't pitch in 2020. And yet his prices have gone up. And I'm sure people are excited about him. I have heard rumors that he, the Rays are going to move him to relief for full time. So I don't think people should be excited about him. Um, but there's even, even a scenario like this where a guy has been, in my estimation, disappointing still making money if you bought at the right time. And so um, never say never, but Chain Baz is definitely not a guy I'd buy right now. Uh, he's been wildly disappointing to me um, from a not having gotten command standpoint. But that, that, that shows the risk here is that some of these guys are just not going to get the command no matter who they play for. The Rays are a great developmental system, and yet Shane Baz isn't getting command. You know, Aaron Ashby may never get command, and your $20 on a green shimmer might stay $20 or go down. We don't know. Um, but there is value to be had. There is also risk. And then lastly, I want to talk about undervalued Bowman. Um, what we have here is paper. And I think paper cards are undervalued. You know, they're the type of cards that people are like, eh, and put into a box somewhere and forgot about. But you'll see here, we're looking at $20 shipped for a Wander Franco. Bowman Chrome paper card on March 24th. Did you ever think in your wildest dreams that a Bowman Bowman Chrome, a Bowman paper card would become 20 bucks, even of the top prospect in baseball? I sure didn't. I kept them, but I didn't think they'd ever be, you know, 20 bucks. And then down here, you're looking at a PSA 10 that sold for $101 uh, shipped of Wander Franco on March 24th. So both those sales were yesterday. Um, good values there 20 bucks and 100 bucks for cards that people didn't care about ever that's solid value now you move to the other side of the page and you've got marco luciano and the reason i bring him up is because his non-graded uh bowman paper is around this one sold for 425 but you can find them as high as like six dollars so say four to six dollars for a bowman chrome paper um and that's shipped that is half the price that's a third of the price a fourth of the price sometimes of Wander Franco uh, paper. And then his Bowman paper PSA 10, uh, $83 shipped. And that is significantly closer um, to Wander Franco's $100 paper uh, PSA 10. Now, the reason for that, you can see pop reports. Wander Franco Bowman paper PSA 10s, there's 4,816 out of 6,494. There's a ton. Marco Luciano, there's 408 out of 591 total graded. So there's none here. People are going to be sending them in. There's going to be a lot more coming back. Now, the reason I bring up Marco Luciano is because he's the type of guy, there's not many guys in the majors or in the minors that you can say, wow, he looks like he's going to be a number one prospect in baseball. 
Once Wander Franco's gone, there's only a handful of guys. Marco Luciano, C.J. Abrams, maybe a Julio Rodriguez, even though he doesn't play like the right position technically. Um, and people don't love like he's he's not a great defender, not great on the base pass, so he's really a bat only guy. But he could he could make it up there, right? Potentially. And so there's only a handful of guys that look like they could become the number one prospect in baseball. Marco Luciano was one of them. And so when I'm looking at him and I'm saying, I don't even care about the PSA 10 grade. If you have some, find the good ones, send them in for 25 bucks. There's going to be a lot more graded. But by the time you get them back, hopefully it's the number one prospect. And this price doesn't drop at all. And maybe it goes up to like $100 like Wander Franco's. Wander Franco, you got to remember, plays for the Rays. Marco Luciano plays for a significantly bigger market in San Francisco for the Giants, and that should help prop his market up more than like a Wander Franco does, even though Wander Franco has been the number one prospect in baseball for two years. So I'm just paying attention to the Bowman paper. Now, I have bought some of these, or I own some of these already, and uh, $425, $6.00. Pretty easy to buy, you know, five of those, spend 25 bucks, and they go up, you know, three times in price, and you're making $75 when he's the number one. When Wander Franco gets called up and Marco Luciano is the number one prospect by the end of the year or top five prospect by the end of the year, right? There's going to be huge value there. And so that's one of those things where I'm always looking, and you could you could even go boom and inserts and try to buy some that people don't grade and grade them for Wander Franco, or you could go any myriad of ways. You could do the same thing with Julio Rodriguez for the Bowman paper. Um, just if you can't afford, you know, Bowman Chrome autos, and even if you can't afford or if, and you don't want to spend $25 on a Bowman Chrome card, you know, buy five Bowman papers, right? Or buy four Bowman papers and play the odds there because there's value. There's value to be had here. And so those are just some of the things I look at. So there is a list, you know, you think you've missed the boat on a lot of guys, but there's still value to be had in baseball, huge value. and less risky value than like basketball where a good guy a good player you know super expensive already whereas um you know you're looking at just random joe blows that are 10 15 bucks for a prism base rookie you're not going to get that in baseball right you can get a whole auto of a pitcher who's pretty decent for 20 bucks um you would never get that in basketball and so these risky buys, I feel like, are much more valuable in baseball than you would ever find in basketball or football. And uh, that's what I love about baseball. And so you haven't missed the boat. You really haven't. There is value to be found. You just have to look outside the box, which is, you know, undervalued hitters, Jordan Alvarez, Eloy Jimenez, that's not outside the box. But for some people, pitchers outside the box, um, risky position player shortstops that haven't grown into power but could a little bit outside the box and you know like bowman paper that's definitely outside the box nobody really cares about that until recently huge value to be had and these aren't the only value plays you can find i'm sure many of you have value plays and if you have value plays share them in the comments uh so that other people can see them and be like hey yeah that's a good idea because i know a lot of people are in the same boat where they feel like they've been pushed out of the hobby they love because prices have gone astronomically high and you know you can't you don't want to spend $125 or $140 or $170 on a box of Topps flagship. And you don't want to spend, you know, $300 on a, a flagship rookie of a guy you like for a base or $1,000 for a gold. And so um, there's other value to be had. Obviously, it takes some luck to luck into the next guy that really pops off. 
um, but it can be done. And so just a couple things that I look at uh, for value. But I hope you guys enjoyed this Dinging Corners today, and I will talk to you guys again next time.